Module 1, Travel and Arrival, Tips for a Smooth Journey and a Relaxed Start. Imagine this, you're packed and ready to go, boarding the aircraft to travel to a conference you've been looking forward to. Confident that you've prepared for anything. And then, someone boards the plane behind you. They're loud, rude, perhaps even have an unpleasant smell. And their seat is right next to yours. The moment you realize this, there are two things you can do. Either ask the flight attendants if you can be moved to another seat, or just make the most of it and try not to let it affect your flights. This is the reality of travel. You can't control every detail, but you can control how you react. Traveling can be a thrilling journey, and at the same time, it can be exhausting and stressful. In this module, we'll talk through some practical tips to help you ensure your travel is as smooth as possible, allowing you to arrive relaxed and collected and ready to tackle the meetings that await at your destination. 1.1, the secret to minimizing pre-trip stress. Whenever you go away for a few days, there are always a hundred things to do before you walk out the door. Make sure you finish the key task at work, make arrangements for family or pets at home, figure out how you're getting to the airport, etc. And then there's the whole packing your bag thing. I used to somehow always end up doing it the night before, realizing my toothpaste was almost empty, that I left my stack of business cards in the office, or that specific shirt I wanted to wear needed some ironing. But what if you could begin the whole journey feeling relaxed and balanced instead? A much better start for the busy days of the meeting ahead. Especially with the security that you have everything you'll need to make your whole trip as comfortable as possible. That's why I decided to turn to packing lists. I've created a specific packing list. You can check the show notes for a template. This one I use for every conference I travel to. There are items I bring on those trips that I wouldn't bring on, say, a family vacation. My list includes things like my laptop charger, some healthy snacks, business cards, professional clothing, but also comfortable shoes for all the walking, and my exercise clothes, because I always try to check out the hotel gym or do a run in the area. I'm not saying that always works out, but I make sure to give myself the option. And I always pack a bathing suit. There might be a hotel pool or spa treatment in your future. You never know. Another thing I advise you to bring is your own water bottle, which can come in helpful during your meetings as well. Event organizers or venues often offer water refill stations so that you don't have to stand in line with everyone purchasing food and other drinks. I also always bring some vitamins to help me keep my energy levels up and my favorite, my sleeping mask. There always seems to be an annoying light in the hotel room. The alarm clock, the fire alarm system, or the curtains just don't close perfectly. I like it dark, as I've discovered that really improves my sleep quality. So I never forget my sleeping mask. Check the show notes to see my favorites. If you're listening to this episode on the plane, then you've already thought about the things you needed on this trip. Write them down to save you time prepping for your next trip. Go ahead and make your list right now, before you go on to the next module. You'll thank yourself later. Check the chapters that follow and the show notes for more suggestions on what to pack. 1.2 the key clothing items you'll want with you. When you're standing in front of your closet planning your plane outfits, you might feel the urge to skip your workwear and go for your work from home wear instead. Doesn't a pair of sweatpants sound perfect for a cozy plane ride? But on the other hand, what if there are coworkers on your flights or even a potential client? When traveling for business, I always feel better wearing something that makes me feel professional. When you picture a business traveler you admire, someone you would want to work with, how are they dressed? 
Keep this in mind as you plan your own wardrobe. In my case, that usually means a bit more formal clothing than I wear when I'm going on vacation with my family. And my professional clothing is also less likely to have peanut butter fingerprints on it, which is a bonus. On the other hand, in certain careers you don't want to appear overdressed, especially while traveling. So think about the norms for the professionals in your industry. But do keep in mind that someone who looks like they have it all together is often someone other people want to work with. However you dress, it's a good idea to wear breathable materials like cotton or bamboo. I also always wear clothes that can take a beating. What if your neighbor on the plane spills their drink on your fresh white pants? That's not a look you want to greet new people in. I also like wearing layers. Temperatures on planes can fluctuate wildly. You don't want to be too cold up in the air, but you also don't want to feel sweaty when you land and warm up. And that's not even to mention potential differences in weather between your origin and destination. Or destinations where the weather itself changes five times a day, like in Northern Europe. One final, maybe weird tip. I find that my cozy shoe slippers make long flights much more comfortable. They're as lightweight as socks, but have a solid sole, and the wool material means they are self-cleaning. Check the notes at the end for my recommended pair. 1.3. Hydration versus bladder. Which wins? Nobody likes to use a plain restroom, squeezing into that small, germy space. Your butt almost touching the sink anytime you turn. You might be tempted to cut back in your usual water intake just to avoid the experience. But healthy hydration is more important. So you're gonna have to steal yourself mentally and just deal with it. Bring a small bottle of disinfectant for your hands and you'll be fine. Not getting enough water is much more likely to make you sick and put you on the wrong footing for the meetings ahead. Did you know that the humidity level in an airplane cabin is only 20% versus the usual 40-60% to you'll find in your home? And ironically, this low humidity level somehow makes your body feel less thirst. So you're inclined to drink less than usual but your body still needs that water to keep your energy levels up and prevent headaches. To keep your body and brain humming the way you need on this trip, ideally you should take in about half a bottle of water, or two of the airplane cups worth full of water for each hour of your flight. If you miss some hours because you were sleeping, try to catch up after you wake up. And don't worry, you can hydrate with liquids other than water. Most drinks will do. Just try to minimize your alcohol intake, as that's extra dehydrating. I'm not saying you can't have your glass of wine or beer with your movie. Just make sure that every alcoholic drink is followed by double that amount in water to make up for it. That reusable water bottle I suggested packing in chapter 1.1 of this module will come in handy here. Arrive at the airport with it empty, and once you're through security, you can fill it up somewhere near the gate. And on the plane itself, larger planes also usually have a tap in the pantry where you can refill water. Just ask a flight attendant for help if you're not sure. But there's another very good reason why you should be getting up from time to time. Let's talk about that in the next chapter. 1.4. The secret to exercising discreetly. Do you see yourself doing walking lunges through the aisles or squats in the pantry? I actually have seen people doing this, by the way. Of course you can do it as well. But for most of us, that might be a step too far. Perhaps especially if you're sharing your flight with coworkers and clients. But you can keep your body fit and blood flowing without worries of calling attention to yourself. Just standing up a few times throughout your flight, especially during longer flights, already helps. You can combine it with a bathroom break. Even in your seat, you can do some simple stretches to reduce stiffness and prevent unpleasant tingles. Just rotate your ankles, roll your shoulders forward and backwards, 
or do a seated cat-cow stretch. If you're not familiar with the last one, this is how you do it. Place your hands on your knees and arch your back like a cat. And then roll your spine forward until you are arching your back like a cow. Easy but effective. No one will ever know you're exercising, but they will see your improved mood and energy levels. That's one tip for helping you ease jet lag. In the next chapter, we'll talk through some more. 1.5. Beating jet lag. Jetting off to an exotic faraway location always sounds great on paper, and it is great. The only downside is you need to deal with a few hours time difference, which can leave you feeling way worse than it sounds on paper. That feeling of total disorientation when your body is hungry, sleepy, and your head full of fog can make a major impact on your first days in a new destination. Of course, in the ideal situation, you would adjust to the new time zone slowly over several days before leaving. I don't know about you, but that has never worked out for me. I found a few tricks that do work. Search from the people who know best, the true professionals. I've asked flight attendants around the world what works for them. And one of the most helpful things I heard was the following napping strategy. If you arrive before noon and have the time to take a longer nap, do it. It works best if you do it in cycles of no more than 90 minutes, until 12 o'clock noon at the latest. Some might enjoy nodding off in the taxi when it's safe to do so. But it's so much better when you arrive before 12 and you're lucky enough to have your hotel room ready that you can lie down under those nice crispy hotel sheets. If you alert your hotel in advance that you'll be arriving early, they'll often have a room prep for you when you arrive. If not, rooms often appear fairly quickly for guests waiting in the lobby for them. If you need to head to the meeting venue directly or have other things to do, try to squeeze in a short nap of 20 to 30 minutes somewhere during the day. Another thing that really helps in reducing jet lag and getting used to the local time is spending some time outdoors. Maybe walk to the venue and see if you can already pick up your badge. Or go out and grab some of those healthy snacks we talk about in the next chapter. Ideally in the sun without sunglasses. Why without sunglasses? Simply put, you want your eyes to get some good light exposure. This will help your body get used to the local time zone. Just about 20 minutes will have a noticeable effect on regulating your biorhythm, giving your body a signal that it's daytime. And what do you do if you arrive afternoon local time and have no time for a short nap? It can be hard, especially when you've crossed multiple time zones. But in that case, the best thing you can do is put on a brave face, perhaps with a coffee or two when you arrive and make sure you can get to bed early. 1.6, networking power snacks. You know what I always used to do when I first got to my hotel room? I'd quickly freshen up and then I'd check the minibar for Pringles. Ideally a bar of chocolate as well. I'm not going to tell you that you should never do this because sometimes it's just what you need. As long as you really enjoy it and feel good about it. Be present when you taste the salty savor of those crispy potato chips or that velvety melty piece of chocolate. If you're going to indulge, make it count. But ideally, most of the time, it's best to eat things that help you take better care of your body, to cope with the jet lag, long hours, social energy, and everything else an event requires of you. Unfortunately, these kind of snacks often aren't stocked in the hotel room minibar, so you'll have to prepare a bit. You can bring some healthy snacks from home or pick some up while you're waiting at the airport. You can also check out the nearest grocery store once you reach your hotel. This last option lets you combine your snack shopping with some fresh air an invigorating walk and a bit of local scenery at the same time. It does help to plan ahead a little on this, 
but it's worth the minimal effort. Healthy snacks, along with eating well in general as you travel, will help you keep yourself from crashing. Along with water, this is what you'll need most to keep your energy level steady. What does healthy snacking include? While you might be craving fatty foods after you travel, they will only make you feel more tired. Whole grains like brown rice or oats, lean proteins like chicken or beans, or healthy fats like avocados or nuts are much more likely to keep you from letting your jet lag make you cranky. After all, you're going to be meeting a lot of new people, and yes, dealing with petty annoyances throughout your day, it's all part of the travel adventure. Facing them in a better mood will help you form better memories and have better meetings. 1.7. Turning new cultures into a mood booster. There might be a culture shock waiting for you at your destination. A new language, setting, way of doing things. It might feel frustrating at first, but you need to keep your mood up and your day running smoothly. The best trick to turn a potentially challenging day into a positive memory, be thankful and curious. Curious about the culture and thankful you get this experience. You might feel jet lagged, tired, hungry, but take a moment to realize that it's actually kind of special you get to do this. I've done so much traveling for work that I started to dread boarding yet another plane, eating dinner out at yet another restaurant, hardly any time to see the destination itself. Then I realized that there are so many people who never travel for work, who have the same routine every day and only get to see new places when they can take the occasional vacation. Being thankful for any moment that you are privileged enough to enjoy a different part of the world is really going to add to your experience. Talk with the hotel concierge. Compliment that small store owner. Who knows what kind of conversation this might lead to. Enjoy the local restaurants or special venues where the event dinners take place. And try to squeeze in a moment to explore the local area a bit. Or even better, add a few extra days to your stay to give yourself the full work hard play art experience. 